Hey everyone, welcome back to the Tailwinds and Sunshine podcast. This is part two of a three-part series with my friend Rachel Mason. If you haven't listened to part one, go back and listen to that one and then come back and listen to part two so you can maintain some continuity or, or do whatever you want. I can't tell you what to do. But just to recap what happened in part one, introductions, how Rachel and I met, and she discusses how she stumbled upon the aviation industry and how she ended up falling in love with it. She discusses all the positions she's held in aviation and how she ended up where she is at now. Rachel is currently a customer service representative for her airline at Denver International, as she's also at the same time working towards getting her dispatcher's license. So that's really exciting. She also did, uh, uh, told us that she is toying with the idea of getting a position in the training department, which is uh, even more exciting for me because, as you all know, I am an instructor for my airline at the training center. So it'd be really cool to share, you know, kind of swap stories. I also have a really big announcement to make in this episode, so stay tuned for that. And I want to thank all my listeners throughout the world. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, it's really heartwarming and really exciting to see people from all over the world listening in and uh, subscribing. So thank you so much for that. Also, want to thank uh, thank all my homies here in the United States and every state in the country. So I really do appreciate it. Also, I want to give a huge shout out to those that joined the Instagram live on uh, when I was having the conversation with my friend Rachel. You guys pointed out, and I didn't have the foresight of inviting her to the live event, so she you could have you could have heard both sides of the story. So the ones that joined just saw me talking into a microphone, and you were you were you had no idea what was going on. Uh, so I really do appreciate that, pointing that out. Uh, I was having some technical difficulties also because I couldn't see your questions because typically it auto scrolls. So I, you know the latest question, or I can see the conversation kind of scrolling up live, but I didn't see that, and I forgot about it, and I wasn't looking at your at your questions. So my apologies for that. Uh, but next next uh, guest I have on the show, I'll be sure to invite them to that so they can collaborate and you can. Uh, uh, to take part in the conversation. Anyways, I'm going to start stop uh, talking. Let's get started with part two of this three-part series. Let's go. Hey, folks from the flight deck, this is your captain speaking. Welcome to the Tailwinds and Sunshine podcast, where we talk everything aviation. I am your host, Manny Ramirez. It's always a pleasure to have you on board. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Yeah, and that's a really good point that you make because I I feel like some people when they're going through uh, through their careers, I feel like sometimes they feel obligated to say yes to everybody. Yep. In expectation that they're going to get a raise or they're going to get a promotion yep. and stuff like that. But you know what? <laughs> that is not always guaranteed because I've seen people kill themselves to impress their bosses and then they don't end up getting the position. Someone ends up getting it. And then there's this resentment, you know, because I was supposed mm -hmm. to get that position. I was supposed to get that job. And now you're angry and now you're becoming caustic and you're, and, and it's not a good position to be in. I don't think it's really, it's not a way. It's not a way to live life with uh, hate in your heart or something like that. So be, okay. it's very important to always keep yourself 
keep uh, prioritize yourself and be a you know use no when appropriate you know i was like no yeah. i'm not gonna do it even with your friends you know like um sometimes i think friends and family can take the uh i definitely sacrifice for them like you mentioned hey i'm yes. gonna get probably maybe two hours less of sleep but i'm gonna hang out with these friends that i haven't seen in a while yeah. or i'm gonna hang out with my mom or my dog or whatever so i think it's important to do that uh, it's but the memories though too, lock the exactly. memories that come along with that. You don't want to lock, look back and be like, man, I was going to be in those pictures or right. whatever yeah. it might be. But I was, I was stuck, I was stuck working, you know, so I, I was stuck in the office or something like that, whatever right. job is that you have, but it's important to prioritize yourself and, uh, yeah. So for your mental health and to just keep yourself happy. Speaking of which, I have a big announcement, big announcement that I wanted oh, to do. If, yeah. Yeah. But so Let's as go. you know, I just, uh, as I mentioned to you before, but, uh, and, uh, all you listeners out there, uh, I've been an instructor for SkyWest for almost my entire career. And I've actually decided to step down from my position as an instructor because of just, you know, it was just a mental health situation because I felt like I was, uh, yeah, clap. <laughs> Round of applause. I for that love one. this. I, know, I but, love this. But it was it, the reason being is I love instructing. Uh, I, of course. I thoroughly, thoroughly love my job. But it's uh, it was just where I was now commuting to three different cities instead yeah. of just one or two maximum. I was commuting to three different cities. I was having to pack everywhere. Every time I went to Denver for the uh, and, and and Skywest is very graceful to give us hotel rooms, which is really nice. And wow. they provide you hotel, no questions asked. You say, "Hey, I'm going to be working from this day to this day," and they'll give you a hotel, no questions asked, which is really cool. But for me, it was just like every day, every time I went there, I have to pack. Uh, food, not only clothes, but food. And I have to plan specifically what kind of clothes I'm going to be carrying with me, what kind of shoes or a belt or something, just because I want to make sure I have the right uniform for the, for the day. And it just became so stressful. And then the, I have to drive down to the Springs to do laundry or whatever. And it was just, it, it was becoming a little too much. And yeah. uh, also I had a little chat with one of my, my, my best friends and mentors, um, uh, Mr. David Davis, and he, we had a chat that says, hey, listen, we want to progress in our careers, and the only way you can progress in aviation is to fly, and is to fly, yeah. to do that. While, there, while being an instructor is a good, you know, resume builder, it's something that is, uh, it's not going to get you to progress somewhere else if you, if that's the end goal. But right now, SkyWest, I love it. It's just that the instructor side, it was just something that I was becoming more, yeah. more of a stressor for me now, you know, when I, because I, I go to instruct and I'll go teach and I love it. Sometimes I, I'd go in and I'd be like, oh, I don't feel like doing this today. Or, I, you know, I felt like maybe cutting corners. But as soon as I sat down with, an, with the students, I forgot all about that and was like 100 percent like I really because I really like doing it. And I can't I just don't see myself cutting corners in certain things. I'm like, no, I'm just going to do it, you know, and I'm going to do it well. But, yeah, that's my big announcement. I'm no longer going to be an instructor for Sky West. I'm going to go out and fly the line. So that was it. Mental health. Hell yeah. Yay. <laughs> I think you're going to feel like a whole different, like I literally just posted a like before and after post of like just a few months difference, like a couple of weeks ago. And yeah. I'm like, this is what stress does to you. Like this yeah. is what stress does to you. It like blows you up like a balloon. You mm -hmm. get out of like these unhealthy habits. Like I have to work out to feel good, like for my mental health. Yeah. I like crave working out. And I was like, this is not okay. Like what is stress? stressing me out because I need to get rid of it. I'm and then your time off, did you turn into a hermit? Like, I don't care about the yes. laundry. I don't want to do anything. Because yes. you were drained because your body is stressed. I yes. think until you go through that, you don't comprehend what it feels like. No. Because nobody's going to point it out but you. Like, no, you're going you to see it in yourself and in your home and in your 
text, like yes. your text messages, the way you talk to people, you're like, that's weird. I'm not like that normally. Yeah. So like you pick but it I, out in yourself. But people think like my mom thinks I'm lazy. It's like, why aren't you doing anything? <laughs> it's like, that's all you do. It's like, you used to do this, this, and that. I was like, mom, I'm just don't want to like, and even sometimes traveling, like if I'm going to go travel, I'm not even excited about that because I'm like, oh, I'm going to be in a plane again. You know, I was like, I'm going to be in a plane. I'm going to go through an airport again. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> and I have to do it and I have to go through all that. So I want to dissociate myself with airplanes and, and, uh, and, um, and airports when I'm at home. So I just usually yeah. I'm like either, either, uh, on my switch or I read or I just kind of hang out at home, just chill right. and just, uh, you know, basic chores. But I try to avoid that's, that was, uh, for the most, I mean, I don't think it's for the most part, but it does happen. Um, but uh, you know, I do travel and stuff like that. I try to get out of the house because I'm, the, I'm the type of person that needs to be like, kicked in the butt to do stuff sometimes like uh, i'm not okay. the person who's like i'm like that no, i'm not the type of person that's like oh i want to go see a movie let's go to the theater and go watch a movie usually people invite me and say hey we should go to the movies i'm like okay fine. i'm the same way with movies though because i'm like i'm gonna fall asleep yeah. if you let me sit down for three hours because movies these days are what, like 18 <laughs> hours long like if you sit me down for three hours and i'm not doing something i'm gonna fall asleep yeah, because I don't sleep as it is, right? But mm-hmm. no, I can't do movies. But you yeah. tell me to go hack. Let's go. Bye. Yeah, <laughs> but sometimes like you know, and, and but then when I get to the movie, I really enjoy it. Like I'll be like, oh, that was a really True. good movie, you know. Or or people say, hey, we should go to this place. Like uh, I forgot the last place I was uh, um, overseas was probably Italy, and I was just uh, or any place I go really, I, I'm just like, yeah, whatever. I, I know I'm not excited. I know myself already. I'm like I'm I'm not excited about it now because people like I'm like I'm super excited. We're gonna go here i'm like eh, okay whatever you know that's cool <laughs> and, but, <laughs> and yeah but then i get there it's like now i have you know i have fun and i actually yeah. enjoy myself but it's just yeah but with all the stress that happens all that traveling back and forth yeah i get home and i almost don't want to do anything yeah and for a while and for a while i mean i i think i posted a episode i hadn't recorded anything to the show for like six months almost because i was just like <laughs> yeah and i was like I, I need to get back into it because that's there's something i want to do and i'm finally doing it it's your so, happy yeah. place, right? It's it brings happy you joy. Place. Yeah, yeah, it does bring it brings me joy. You joy. Keep doing Especially it. when I get to share with people like you. You know, it's like it's really it's, oh. this is that's really what I want to do is I want to share oh. this with other people, not only just pilots, but other people that are uh that are passionate about aviation, whether it's, yes. you know, they were, you know, passionate when they were kids like I was or passionate. You found your passion once right. you started working that Late right? in life. Yeah. yeah. Almost so. like not even six years ago. Yeah. So I find go. myself in the same way. I'm not, a, I'm not a pilot. I will never, I support my pilots a hundred percent. All of them, yeah. right? Like all of them, because without pilots, we don't have an airline, mm. but no, I'm the same way. I'm like, I love teaching people about like, this industry i'm like there's so much cool stuff like i can just geek out on it all day now yeah absolutely and i was uh i think you mentioned you're getting your dispatcher's license and i i always said that if i ever lose my medical i'm gonna go be a dispatcher <laughs> i'm gonna do something with an airline i'm gonna be yeah. uh, i'm gonna be a dispatcher seems, seems like a cool job you know and is uh it, you're certified and everything is pretty cool it looks like a cool job that i would deal with it just opens doors for you. Like you don't yeah. even have to be a dispatcher with the dispatcher license certificate, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But it just kind of like bumped you up the list on things that you qualify for just by having mm. that certification. We talked about, you know, your time at the, uh, uh, at the, uh, ramp tower in Denver. We talked about Correct. mental health, about being very important now. So when did you start modeling? Tell me about that. 
Oh my God, this is the weirdest story because like this was never in my like forefront, nothing. Yeah. So this all started like last December, November. My friend who is a flight attendant, he was, he also does like modeling and he's an actor. Okay. He was like, hey, I'm doing this event in March. I'm going to send you all the information and so on and so forth. I was like, okay. So I look at it and I'm like, LA Fashion Week? What? what? Not me. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? No. I said, I'm yeah. good. He goes, no, 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 no. Just do it. And I'm like, just do it. And I was like, fine. I'll do it. Right. Like, I'm kind of like becoming a yes person and trying those things. Yeah. Yeah. I've yeah. never done. But I'm like, I'm old. Like, I can't. <laughs> I can't yeah. model. Not 12. So I go into the email that he sent to me and I fill it out. And the next day it was like, oh, you're invited to a Zoom call. And I was like, okay. So I get on this Zoom call and they're like, congratulations, you're walking LA Fashion Week. I was like, hold on. What the? (laughs) Time out. I didn't do anything. And they're just like, no, like you're in. We like your social media. We like this. We like that. And I'm like. And we're all black. Like, I don't yeah. <laughs> this thing from We're matching today. Like that. We're, yeah, right. like we're matching. I'm wearing black My t-shirt. My whole is black. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it started with LA Fashion Week. And apparently I did good enough at LA Fashion Week. They invited me to do New York Fashion Week, which was just a few weeks ago. So Very nice. So well, exciting. congratulations. Congratulations. Oh, <laughs> now, so you did not, you see, it seems like there's a theme to your life. Like you didn't foresee yourself doing this and you just kind of fell into it, right? So, for example, you Literally. say you were a dental assistant and then you fell into aviation because you applied right. somewhere. It, and then, true. and then you fell into, into modeling, yeah. you know? So, who knows what's more coming up, uh, coming out in your life? I mean, that's really exciting. <sighs> I mean, I think uh, we're going to uh, stay tuned because it's like a reality show over here. So God only knows what's next. <laughs> You're like in a, a house, a big brother house. Anything can happen. And I remember, and I want to share a story with you. Speaking of like uh, serendipity, speaking of just things coming to your life unexpectedly, I want to share a story. And I think I told you, I said, like, I want to share a story with you that um, uh, when I met you, so uh, I had something in my pocket that I was going to give you, but it seemed like it was kind of not, it was a little, a little, a little bit more personal that I wanted to kind of just share with you instead of just with my coworkers. Um, but so what I do, I'm a firm believer in manifestation in manifesting things mm-hmm. that you want, uh, or, you know, just kind of, kind of trying to be positive minded about certain things in your life. Right, the power of positive thinking. Exactly. And so I usually, what I do is I like to manifest or I like to manifest coins finding coins on the street or wherever I'm at, if I find a penny or a quarter or a dime or whatever the coin it is, if I find it, because I'm not actively looking for it. If you're actively looking for something, you're not going to find it. Exactly. So so what happens is that uh, the day before... I was in Fargo before I before I met you. I was in Fargo, and I think on uh, on the way to the hotel, either I think uh, getting in the van or something, I found a coin. I forgot what the coin. I think it was a, I think it was a dime, okay. and uh, I found a dime and I put it in my pocket. And any, any, I have a, a habit of any time that I pick up a coin, I pick it up, I say thank you, and I put it next to my chest, kind of saying okay. like thanks, and I put it in yeah. my pocket. And that to me, when I find something like that, is kind of like uh, what, whatever you want to call it, God, the universe, the universe, the cosmos sure, whatever it's, the, it's, it's their it's their way uh, or is the, is the universe saying i got you 
There's okay, more in store. I'll lock it. There's yeah. more where this came from. There is not. Lock, I'm but, here for it. Right, but it's, I'm like, but yeah. it's not. It's not necessarily just about money. It's about opportunities. It's about uh, just changes that are happening and all positive stuff, right? Yeah. And I picked like it in sign. my pocket, right? And then when I went to Denver the next day when I met you, I thought of that coin. I said, "This was Rachel." This is what happened. This <laughs> it was going to happen. This is a positive thing. And then our conversations we had afterwards, and and um, the conversations we had, and how you helped me out was just a a uh, a uh, it, uh, what is it? What is it, what I'm looking for? It was like this is this was it. This was uh, that coin was there for that reason, and that's why I found it. And then I met you, and then it's just there it, it was that. And I, I was going to give you that coin. I was going to say this is yours, and next time I see you, I'm going to give you a coin. I don't know. I don't know how a specific okay. coin, but I'll give you a coin. <laughs> But I'm gonna give it to you. I wanted to, and I was thinking of that when we were walking around the tower. I was like, "This is amazing." Like it all came together, right? Yeah, it all came to how it all came together out of nowhere. It just fell on my lap, and certain things just kind of fall on my lap sometimes. And I go, "Wow, how did that work out?" Because I sometimes just manifest myself in those situations, and it happens. And I mean, if you're, I'm a firm believer in that. And for those of you, it really is. You just manifest and just kind of vision yourself for where you want to be, and somehow you don't even have to worry about the details of how that's going to work Mm -hmm. out. And I see, I see Christians say this like, "Hey, let let God take care of it," uh, or Jesus. Take the wheel. God. Yeah. yeah. But it's the same thing. I say Jesus be... take the wheel all the time, right, but right. I say it in so, like weird situations. But, right. but if you don't have to be religious, you can be just something like, you know, Correct. believe in the cosmos or the energy or your grandpa or your grandma or whatever. Right. It's just something that, you know, you don't have to worry about the, every single detail of your life because some of this stuff is no. going to be taken care of on its own. It's just going to happen. And for me, it happened. And I was like that coin. And I, I think I found a couple more. Uh, over the last few days but I, I always do that i always pick up the coin i say thank you and i put it next to my heart and then i put it in my pocket just yeah. as a reminder that i'm like and i have like a tray full of those coins everywhere but it's, <laughs> I, have, I, have it. so, I have so many funny stories of finding coins somewhere like i remember i was doing a, uh, we were uh, walking with a crew in birmingham and i was telling the flight attendant this you know story about how i manifest coins and i'm talking about that and on our way back to the hotel both the flight attendant and i found each other like we found like three coins like oh each of us God. So we're just That's walking, sci-fi. talking, you know, we're talking and stuff. And I was like, oh, my yeah. God, there's one. You know, it's just like picked it up and then we're walking. Oh, my God, there's another one. You know, so she was just manifesting this out of hearing my story. So it was pretty fun. So I, I love I this was, so much. Yeah. So I, I, I love thought it was, it. Yeah, it was really cool. So now uh, one another thing I wanted to ask, you actually, I'm going to backtrack back to uh, Tower because that's okay. pretty much where I know you from. I remember yeah. you were telling me that um, there's two sides to that Tower. There's city and there's the company, right? So how does that work? Why, why, Why do they do that? So I haven't had the opportunity yet to visit all of the other towers. So do not quote me verbatim on this. But from my understanding, our tower in Denver does stick out because we do have to coordinate. Mm. So the company I work for, we operate the B concourse. Okay. And then the city is taking control of traffic on the A concourse, C concourse, and they're also doing cargo. Okay. So, um, but then when we leave at night, the city takes over and they're fully functioning everything. Of course, coordinating with ground as well. So I don't know why they do it like that in just Denver versus other stations, but it does provide an extra challenge. We're Mm. also a tower where we're not just like your push is approved contact ground. We're actually sequencing traffic from hotel Mm. to kilo. When do you guys close? What are the normal operating hours for like the B concourse uh, controllers? So 
Now I believe it's until midnight, but okay. usually it was like 9.45, 10, sometimes 11. It changes seasonally. Summer hours mm. are longer than everything else. Okay. Did you ever train with any other controllers, any other ramp controllers of other airports or something like that? Did you guys like cross train or anything like that? No. So the way it works is it's a 90 day pass or fail on the job training. And mm -hmm. basically a certified, like a signed off controller is who is mentoring you through that. So mm -hmm. I had four trainers. One of my trainers I was with for six weeks. And I mean, he signed me off on almost everything, a lot of stuff. So yeah. him and I are like two peas in a pod. <laughs> What's the biggest challenge you feel like it was uh, controlling the tower? I don't, this is not a question I'm very good at answering. Like for me, the biggest, so actually, no, I can't answer this because I literally got the recordings for this is when somebody had a hot mic and well, it was a stuck mic technically, but it wasn't just a regular stuck mic. It ended up being a maintenance issue. Oh, wow. So for an hour, an hour, I could not move any of my traffic. Wow. You could hear everybody go stuck mic, stuck mic, stuck mic. And you hear the guy going, I know. <laughs> I know. But my, I know. You can hear him, but like, I can't talk to y'all. Yeah. So every once in a while, I can go to stuck mic or whatever it may be. So my city co part, his bank is going on at the same time. And he, I remember him going, Rachel, can I do this? I'm like, it's your, it's your ramp. I can't do anything. I got a stuck mic. Mm. So that was challenging because I have, we're now having to tell Big Tower, uh, we need you to hold our planes. We have a stuck mic. We can't get any planes on or off the ramp. We have zero communication, mm -hmm. but it's also talking to your city co part because, you know, ground can tell them to contact him mm -hmm. if needed, as long as that's communicated. So that would probably be my most challenging was just getting that ramp cleared up and getting it cleared up safely after, because it's like I had three banks at once after that all got cleared up. What do you uh, mean when you talk about banks? So a bank is a term. So at certain times of the day, it's where we have our most flats. So in Denver, you're going to see like a whole bunch of planes push around 637. Again, these change based on the time of year. Right. Um, there's like we have a good like 930 to 1015. Like it's basically everything arises and departs at the same time. So mm -hmm. you can have 30, 40 planes that you're trying to, you know, coordinate. You're uh, coordinating gate holds. You're coordinating them getting in, out, all that good stuff. So when I mm -hmm. say bank, it just refers to a whole bunch of arrivals and departures. I can imagine how difficult that even it's the the complexity it adds when like let's say during winter ops for example even during the summer where the thunderstorms right so now right. like when one when one bank like kind of shoves into another bank right becomes oh seven banks at one God. time it gets delayed you're bored for seven hours and then that eighth hour comes and eight hours turns into like 12 hours or i mean it's not really 10 or 12 but turns into like this constant you know yeah. just like whip it out yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's so it, fun. It's uh, that's important of uh, just uh, people to understand the general public to understand that sometimes that delays that happen because that's something people need to understand is that weather can have a severe impact on the, not only just the air, you know, pay, uh, airplanes having the ability to take off, but also now you have all those airplanes that were not able to leave and now. People like Rachel have to go there and you know uh, manage all these aircrafts 
because the airplane that had a gate no longer has a gate or that, that airplane has to be sitting out somewhere. And now they have to move these all these, not just one or two, but dozens of airplanes that have to move around the airport to just kind of move them around and figure out what they're going to do. Because now they were supposed to get these 20 airplanes out, but because it was, you know, thunderstorms or whatever, they were not able to move them. But guess what? Here comes a five o'clock bank. Now here we have another five, Here comes your diversions. You may yeah. have diversions coming in. You have your medicals. So you get a medical call, right? Everything stops. That medical is number one. And if your ramp is a mess, you better lock be real quick to think and work with your city co-part because you're just, it's not just you working with your airline. You're working with your coworker and coordinating with their traffic, which is, you know, every airline, you have cargo, you have American Southwest, every airline that exists in Colorado, we're dealing with on the ramp and coordinating with the big tower at the same time. So it's very important to just remember when you're traveling, if you have some type of uh, delay, know that there's a lot There's a, a lot of pieces to the puzzle, uh-huh. not just the airplane, not the pilots, the flight attendants, but there's also ground, the, the rampers. Another one, the rampers, if we have lightning yeah. within a certain Flatten. distance, they have to go mm-hmm. inside the building. So I actually got stuck uh, a couple months ago. I got stuck on the ramp because uh, all the ground personnel had to evac, not evacuate, but they had to take shelter. And so we had to wait until the alarms went off and we had to so that created a delay so just be kind and just know that some of your delays are uh, a delay uh, just the the snow do you see us a little bit of snow or something that can that can have uh an effect everywhere not just even other airports you know because sometimes you'll say oh it's a weather delay but you don't know that the weather currently at your destination is getting crappier by the minute or perhaps there's a squall line of thunderstorms in the midwest that you can't cross now we have to delay exactly you know so that's always uh, the most slack that's the one thing you always hear they're like they're going say they're going like denver to chicago and they're like well my family lives right by the airport and it's sunshiny and i'm like I bet it is, but what does the weather look along the way to Chicago? Yeah, like, exactly. what is it like? Thirty-four thousand feet in the air, like. Yeah. Can your family yeah. get up thirty-four thousand feet and tell us? <laughs> get a balloon. <laughs> get, a, get a balloon and some oxygen. And right. Take them up there. We'll meet you out there. Yeah, but I mean, I've done I've done stuff like that where we have to. Uh, uh, the the most extreme one was when we had to fly. Where were we? I think we were in uh, Huntsville, Alabama, and we were supposed to fly back to Denver. And uh, we first got held in Huntsville. Say, hey, uh, we were supposed to depart at 2 p.m. Huntsville time. And we got a message, hey, you're not leaving until 8 p.m. And we're like, what the? So we're like, okay. So, but then we managed to reroute ourselves and they actually released us a little bit early. But a flight that usually takes two and a half hours took us four hours and 15 minutes to fly because we had to fly all the way south to south of San Antonio and then go north to to avoid this uh, storms because there was a line of thunderstorms that started from Canada all the way to Mexico. So so it's a uh, it's a very uh, so be kind when you have delays because right now based on uh, the delays that we have nowadays it's it's it is a it is a wonder of the world to be able to get that many airplanes on time just because it's the the complexity of the system uh, air traffic control ramp ground airplanes crew everything so it is a, there's a, a, so many moving parts and it's yeah. like there's certain things you wish the general population knew that there's so many so many moving parts and it's like when crews time out like that has nothing to do with the airline that's all you know top of the line that's all faa and comes down and it's just we have to abide by those rules 
Hey fellow aviation enthusiasts, before I let you go, I'd like to ask you for a huge favor. If you could please go to the platform where you're listening this podcast in and leave a review, some feedback, and some comments. I really do appreciate that. I want to make the Tailwinds and Sunshine podcast your podcast. I also want to give a huge thanks to my friends and coworkers that have shared the podcast with their friends and family. That means the world to me. I really appreciate your support and your subscriptions. If you want to reach out to me, you can email me at man the cfi at gmail.com or you can message me directly on instagram at climb vx that's c-l-i-m-b as in bravo b as in victor x-ray you can reach me there with your suggestions or any feedback once again thank you from the bottom of my heart i appreciate the support and until next episode i wish you tailwinds and sunshine see ya the statements made on the show are my own opinion and do not necessarily reflect those of my employer